Blog Talk Radio. Coming at you live, it is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite shows and stars. Buzzworthy starts now. G'day guys, it's Daniel Goddard from Young and the Restless, and this is my Australian accent. It's uh, Buzzworthy Radio, and it is a fantastic place to be. What is going on, everybody? And welcome to another new edition of Buzzworthy Radio. We are your hosts, Matthew Preston and Navelle J. Lee. The phone number to call in, as usual, is 646-595-4228. We're coming at you live right now on blogtalkradio.com. On this Monday, February 2nd, Groundhog's Day, 2009. He did see his shadow, so ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have six more weeks of winter, I'm sorry to say. And with that in mind, we're also going to be getting snow tonight in my area. So that's always fun. But let, let's relish on that fact, and let's talk about fun with somebody else who is our guest today, who I like to call the go-to guy from the Style Network's Clean House, Matt Eisman. Hello! What's up, man? What's up, man? Uh, I have had a, an interesting weekend, to say the least. Interesting. Mm. Well, it, uh, I, like I, my, I, well, I have my birthday party. Uh, my, I had my birthday. It was January 26th was my birthday. Had a party January 31st at the Derby out here in L.A. Had brunettes and Trish. The whole clean house crew was there. Uh, and it was the last night of the Derby, the, uh, an L.A. icon bar. Um, and so they ran out of booze at the party. So we, we had to go out. People were going out buying suitcases of beer. It was like we were back in high school smuggling cans of, of Coors Light, the silver bullet in, um, and then have a Super Bowl party uh, with all my buddies. And I come out, and a guy in a Ben Roethlisberger jersey had slashed the tires on my car. And first of all, he was a huge Polynesian dude. I'm like, you should be wearing a Palomalu jersey. But your team won. Why, why are you slashing tires? This, this should be a time to celebrate. But we caught him, and so I'm just dealing with that. So it's been a, an interesting weekend so far. Your life makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> you know why that oh. is? Because all I did this weekend was do laundry. Your life makes me sad. Well, here's the other part. I, I forgot to mention, I, I just moved into a house, but I was leaving my apartment. I was going to Clean House Comes Clean. We were going to tape. So I was up at 6 in the morning, and I'm in the elevator. The elevator gets stuck. And I'm stuck in the elevator, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to miss the taping. Uh, Mark and Trish are going to be serious. And then uh, so I hit the emergency call button on the elevator, and it goes to a service, and they say, uh, yeah, elevator service, how can we help you? I'm like, how do you uh, – give me a pizza. What do you think? I'm stuck in an elevator. Get me unstuck. What do you mean, how can you help me? It was the most ridiculous question. But they, they said, all right. It'll be about an hour. I'm like, look, I'm in L.A. There are 20 million people in, in the greater L.A. area. There's got to be somebody closer than, than an hour away to come fix the elevator. So uh, my girlfriend ended up calling 911 to get the fire department. And this was great. The fire department oh comes, and they yell down. They go, uh, try pushing a button. <laughs> Thinking, uh, you know, if, if I'm stuck in an elevator and I didn't push a button, then, then there's something really wrong with me. But 
They got me out, so kudos to L.A. Fire Department. And the taping for Cleanhouse Guns theme was great. Oh, my goodness. Try pushing a button. I'll remember that the next time I get stuck in an elevator, God forbid. Yeah, I, 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 I won't. I'm wondering what they thought my intellectual capacity was, that I was just sitting in the elevator. I hadn't pressed the floor, and that's why I was – it was like, oh, you have to push a button. Is that how this thing works? I thought I just got teleported like in Star Trek. Uh, well, here's someone who I don't think got stuck in an elevator is my co-host, Matthew. What's up, man? Hey, what's hey. going on? Hey, what's up? I have to say, I am from Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh fans are insanely crazy, so I feel so bad about what happened to your car. Yeah. Like, I could have seen if it was a Kurt Warner jersey or even worse, a Matt Weiner, since his season is really stunk. But, but Roethlisberger made the great, the, great, the great pass to San Antonio Holmes. He should have been I happy. know. It was amazing. Yeah, but you know what? That was, that, that was certainly one of the more exciting Super Bowls. The play at the end of the second half, with Harrison going 100 yards and getting tackled an inch into the end zone, I, I just – I can't remember. It is such an influential page, just the, the, the timing of it. It's just, I mean, what, what a great, uh, eventful Super Bowl. It was. And as a Pittsburgh fan, you got to be ecstatic. I honestly have to say, I mean, like, I'm so, maybe lame to say this, but I prayed. I was praying the last two minutes of the game. I was like, please, come on, let us win. Because either in Pittsburgh, if you win, there's still going to be riots on the street. And if you lose, there's going to be even like worse riots on the Worse riots. So. Well, you got to be. Yeah, I mean, Fitzgerald played at Pitt, so you got to be proud of him. I don't know if you're, you know, a fan of Pittsburgh in general or just the Steelers, but but am, you know yeah. what a stud Fitzgerald is. And and I, 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 but as soon as he scored, I was just thinking too much time. There's just too much time. <laughs> yeah, how elusive was Roethlisberger? I thought there were about six times on that final drive where he was going to get sacked or a fumble knocked out, and the guy. Like, it was visions of John Elway with him dancing back there, and he's a big boy with a few concussions. I'm amazed he can still move that quickly. <laughs> <laughs> At least he had his helmet can, on, you know? Yeah, yeah. I can yeah, see why he's good sports, too. I can see why <laughs> yeah. he's sports. I can, just by that alone. <laughs> <laughs> but could you imagine, though, could you imagine, though, if the Philadelphia Eagles went into the Super Bowl this year. I mean, if you really thought the Pittsburgh Steelers were that bad as far as messing up Matt Eisen's car, the Eagles would have been far worse. Your car would not have survived the night. In in other words, you could have kissed your car goodbye and you would have to go out and buy a whole new set of wheels. Anyone who would boo Santa Claus and a a potentially paralyzed Michael Irvin would have no problem lighting my car on fire. It, uh, it was funny. We actually talked about it on Sports Soup. There were uh, Donovan McNabb's uh, off-season home is in the Phoenix area, and after the Cards uh, beat him, people went and burned uh, burned messages into his lawn out there. It's just it's just poor McNabb. Uh, you know, it's it's and it's it's the similar thing though. Elway, as great as he was, you know, had had uh, three Super Bowl losses before he got his wins, and and it's that thing. You know, you you if you if if McNabb wins the big one, all is forgiven, and they'll love him. But but until then, as good as he's been, it's just uh, you, I feel sorry for him. You know, to just know that the people oh, yeah. of Philadelphia, what a love hate relationship. It's like oh, he's yeah. a Tony Dragon. It's the Clean House fans out there. I'll try to liken it just in case they're listening too. <laughs> so speaking of the soup, there are, it's such a popular show, especially with you know Joe McHale's version. I think that the uh, the Stout Network just got a new one, too. I mean, how's it been just to, to film the soup? 
It's, uh, you know, I, I, I was, I'm good buddies with Mikhail. I, I actually started uh, at EWA a show called Screenplay, which was a Fear Factor ripoff. Um, not ripoff. It was a similar show inspired by, but, uh, you know, the, the difference being we were on basic cable. They have network budgets, so where, where they had helicopters and motorcycles, we literally had contestants on tricycles, so that's probably why no one ever heard of the show Fear Factor, but that started at the same time Mikhail started back up with Soup. And I, I, I'm really good friends with Aisha Tyler, and, you know, I've seen, uh, seen her do talk soup. And when they, when they brought the soup back, I just thought, uh, you know, for me, that, that was how I was introduced to E as a channel, watching Greg Kinnear on there. And I just thought, such a good format for a show. But w- when it came back, it was really low profile. And, and it's, been, it's been so much fun for me to watch that show go from total obscurity to be just the, the entertainment juggernaut. I mean, Mikhail is pretty much one of the top, uh, sort of arbiters of, of pop culture, the mockers of it, and and it's he's just been so so great with it, and uh, you know the for the and some people aren't aware that we we didn't rip off the soup. It is the same production crew. We tape on the same stage. Some people thought you guys are what a rip off. It's like no, we the same people. It's 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 an acknowledged spinoff. Um, just subbing in sports, and it's uh, you know as, as easily mockable as pop culture is. Guys like Charles Barkley and Terrell Owens, they, they definitely make sports. Uh, they make, they're similar targets in sports. And it's, as someone who's done stand-up comedy for nine and a half years, and, you know, I love sports. I grew up playing sports, played in college. It's great to be able to combine these things. And uh, uh, as far as taping it goes, it's, you know, it's the most fun of the week. It really is. We go in there, and for half an hour, 45 minutes, we're just, you know, you're, you're watching Eclipse, and it's, it's uh, we just have a great time doing it. In fact, I'm going in later today. We're going to do, have our clip meeting, and I imagine uh, there'll there'll be some good shots of Brenda Warner that have to make it into the show. <laughs> <laughs> what a transformation she's undergone, though. I mean, you guys remember back when Warner was with the Rams? She she looked like Ivan Drago, that butch haircut and the harsh yeah. features, but but she uh, she looks a little more feminine now. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Too funny. And you have a, and you have an impressive an impressive bio and it, it's just funny just to see that you went to school and you got your MD, but then all of a sudden you're like, you know what? I don't want to be a doctor. I want to do comedy. Yeah. How does that happen? Not the, not, not the best uh, career path as far as parents are concerned, I guess. But you know, I was I was doing I, I did med school in New York at Columbia and. Uh, uh, my buddy took me out to some open mics where he, you know, as an audience member, and I always loved, uh, you know, love laughing, going out with him. But uh, I did stand up a couple times there, and just when when I when I went back to University of Colorado where I was doing my residency, and uh, it was just that thing of, you know, people are like, well, how did you not know sooner? It's like, you know, med school is not being a doctor, and and as much as I enjoyed med school, when I started getting into the day to day life of medicine, I'm realizing I'm not doing the things I like, the problem solving. Like, it's not like an episode of House where you're in there, you know, cracking codes and running the, the DNA analysis and figuring out that it's, you know, leishmaniasis from some tropical parasite. Or it's, uh, it was a lot of stuff that, that I, I just, I realized my heart wasn't in it. I wasn't passionate. And the toughest part, my dad's a doctor and, and you know, kind of having to sit him down and be like, Dad, I, my, you know, my heart's not, not in medicine. I'm thinking of taking a break from it and he was just like you know what life's short to what makes you happy and uh the good news is i I mean i love going to work now and i was lucky enough to kind of when i got out to la i got into some commercials and stuff because 
med, med school is not cheap. So uh, I've been fortunate that I, you know, I was able to uh, pay it off and live on ramen noodles for a while because I was single. I didn't have a family. So it was a little easier for me to kind of throw away uh, a pretty, pretty secure job future and, and try doing something that's horrendously uncertain. And, uh, but it's, it's worked out so far. That's very, very cool. And I, I love I love Clean House. One of my friends actually worked behind the scenes on Clean House uh, for a little while. And um, it, it just seems like, my God, how can people live in such, what's the nice word I can use? Hell holes. I can't use a nicer word than that. I, I really tried, but it, it's, I It's funny, you're right. And... and that was one of the things that's, that's really intriguing about medicine is people let you into their lives and tell you things. They won't tell their most you know, beloved family members. And with Clean House, it's kind of similar in the sense that we go in and people think that they're going to be able to kind of, you know, to, to game us, to kind of, you know, just, hey, we'll get, we'll get the free washer and dryer or whatever. We'll, we'll just go through this. And it's like, look, if, if, when you live like this, there, there's something – something that has gone wrong with you at some point. And it's, and it's interesting because it happens every show where at some point, you know, these people, as we're going through this stuff, asking them to get rid of it, they snap and, and they kind of break down. And you, you get to see, you know, the, the kind of am, uh, armchair Dr. Phil uh, experience of, you know, what, what has happened in their lives to, to, let, to let them live like this. And, and it is amazing because, you know, it's, it's like the people who weigh 2,000 pounds or whatever. You're like, well... When you got to like 500, didn't you think maybe I better slow down at some point? But you realize, I think, you know, they, they reach the point where they're like, I don't even know where to start. So they just throw their hands up in the air, and, and they, the mess just continues to grow. I mean, if you saw the second messiest home in the country, the Wheelers, uh, out in Temple, Pennsylvania, where we found the 35 pounds of cat turds in the closet, you're like, Ew. the stench. You know, that's the thing. You, you can't smell it on TV is, is the stench in some of these houses. is just overwhelming. And they... These people just adapt. They're, they just live in this filth. And what's amazing is some of them function normally outside. They have jobs. They show up, you know, in clean clothes. But it's, uh, it is fascinating looking in, in these houses and, and uh, hearing the reasons people give for why their, their houses just spiraled out of control into, as you so eloquently put it, a hellhole. I'm very thankful that we don't have smell vision because I definitely would not like to smell <laughs> cat turds. And let me tell you, I, not all of PA smells like cat turds, just to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but... Well, that's good to know, so I won't have to it worry about It smells like Iron City. To... Iron City beer. That's what it smells are, like. Are you guys hearing this British lady or is it just me? Can no. Is that British lady going, welcome to Blog Talk Radio? She, you know what? It, she comes on sometimes. They're blog talk radio, right? Right. Yeah. All British. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so she'll, she comes on she'll sometimes. She'll come in. She'll come in at the end of the show where she go nineteen seconds, and I'm like, oh, I know yeah. that. <laughs> Why? If, if yeah. it's British, it just sounds. She's not being. She's not being condescending. She's just being informative. I guess that's of course. Better. Nice. <laughs> if you want to look at it that way, that's really, really good. Right. Well, you know, it's, it's so, L.A. is so pretentious that the mall out here, they've converted to all these automated parking things just so they can charge you a buck to park there. Just a total scam. But they, uh, they're all in, in, in a British accent, too, I just, which I thought was just the most pompous. Like, like, 
there, there, there are like a million people out here who do voiceovers. You, you can get an American accent. Come on. Let's stop, let's stop exporting our jobs here, people. We need Americans who need to work. I agree. It's true. Especially in this economy. That, that's very good. You know, one of the things I, 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 I have to know is how can you just go into these houses with straight faces and not just want to practically just cuss your heads off by what you see in the front of your well, face. Well, you, yeah, you don't you don't see us in the trailer when we do that. There is a lot of that. I mean, it's funny because I'm I'm 60 plus episodes in, and you know Mark has even more, and Trish, Trish and I came on around the same time, and and you know it still is amazing just when you walk in, just you know, really seriously, you you live like this, and the worst is when kids are involved. You know, when people because look, if a, if a kid's filthy, it's that's, that's a reflection on the parent. It's like you got give your kid a chance. Don't be don't make him be the smelly kid at school. Don't make him the one who can't have friends over because your place is a dump. Um, but it is. It's uh, and but at the same point, you know, I do have a degree of sympathy because you know if we're there, they at least have reached out in some way and they they know that it's bad and they they want help. So you know you're like, hey, I we're gonna do everything we can to try to get this place into order. And you know, that the gratifying thing is because, you know, people, one of the biggest questions we get is, you know, do, do the homes stay the way you leave them? And uh, when we did our hundredth episode, we, we did a, a lot of follow up, some of which you guys saw in the hundredth, you know, the, the award show and some of which didn't make it to air. But, but what amazed me is people who I would have bet my life savings on that they were going to relapse and clutter it up. They kept it clean. And it, it is amazing when you give people a fresh start. Sometimes that's really what they need. And, you know, we certainly don't pretend to do anything more than that. We're not, we're not going in there giving them psychotherapy. It is just, what you're a slob. We're giving you clean. Don't, don't do it again and learn to let go of your stuff. And, and, uh, but it's, it's pretty gratifying to know that for the most part, a, a lot of them take advantage of it. Of course. And clean up that cat turd, you know? God, that was horrendous. I was really like, when I left medicine, I thought I was done dealing with uh, this kind of crap. So <laughs> oh my! <laughs> we have a we have a question in the chat room from Stevens, and he's like, "Has anyone ever gagged on air?" I wonder if that's where Clean House comes clean comes in. <laughs> uh, Nisi, yeah, I mean, you know, the the diva that she is. When we walked Not into Nisi. the Wheeler's house, she turned around. She was like, "No, this." She's like, uh uh-uh, uh, this ain't happening. And I think Trish had some makeup, just sprayed a heavy dose in her face and goes, Come on, girl, get it together. We we, we got the cameras rolling, let's do this. Uh uh. Oh. I could see Nisi doing that too. Now that's funny. Oh yeah, Nisi I mean, you know, Nisi and and people ask, Is Nisi really like that? Yes, yeah, she is one hundred percent diva, uh, all the time. But she's awesome. I mean, I really love working with her. She's uh uh because the, the the great thing about her is as as diva ish as she is, she uh, she's got a sense of humor about herself, and she's just fantastic uh, to everyone. I mean, especially you know, I've really enjoyed working with her. She's uh, she's a, she's a ton of fun, and she is coming back. By the way, that's the other question we get. There have been guest hosts. Nisi, you know, for those who don't know, she was out. She had her sitcom on Fox, Do Not Disturb, which unfortunately didn't uh, didn't didn't make it. And she was doing some movies. She was in Horton Hears a Who. Uh, with Steve Carell, and uh, uh, but she's back filming episodes right now. So, uh, but you know, honestly, uh, she's doing so well. I I I think Nisi's going to have a lot more opportunities. So we're going to enjoy her while we have her on Clean House. But 
you know, there could be bigger bigger opportunities at her door soon. So who would you like, if you could have anybody as a guest host on Clean House, who would it be? Wow, I'm just, Heidi Klum popped into my head. I don't know if she can clean, but I'd like to see her in a French maid outfit. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would like, you know who I'd love to have? I would love to have Oprah. Because, you know, she talks a big game. And it's easy when you do it in your $100 million studio with your golden crusted throne. I'd love to see her come out oh and walk into the home and see how she handles it. Uh, I'd love to see that. I mean, Oprah's definitely dealt with clutter in a number of episodes, but it's different, you know, when you do it, watching it on TV versus when you're, when you're in there and looking at these people face-to-face where you're smelling the stench that, 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 that just doesn't come through. Um, uh, Oprah would be a ton of fun. Will Ferrell would be great, too. He's, he's, he's a funny dude. If Oprah comes, comes on, that totally sounds like a soup-worthy clip. I think oh, that would totally yeah. Have to soup. Yeah, would definitely have a field day. Well, the good news is uh, I'm, I'm buddies with Daniel Fischel, who does uh, The Dish. Uh, they've mocked me a couple times for my dancing. Now, first of all, I think I'm an excellent dancer, but, but it's <laughs> flattering to know that you're worthy of, of being mocked. So it's been, uh, it's been great. I mean, Clean House, you know, when, when I got on it, the show was doing well, but uh, you know, over the past couple of years, the show has just taken off, and we've done some episodes on the road, and it's it's so flattering and gratifying to see how people come out, and they just you know they they really enjoy watching the show, and it's it's uh, it's fun because sometimes you know when you're on set and you're in these filthy houses, you feel like you're almost doing it as a documentary, and you you kind of get a little disconnected and forget that people tune in and watch the show, so it's. It's really it's it's really awesome when you hear you know that people are fans of it and that they enjoy uh, watching what we do because uh, I mean we have a great time doing it so it's kind of again one of those things where it's 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 great I love going to work and working with these people. You did your hey, first you, you did your first live sports soup how was that your first live yes experience? it was it was awesome I mean we did it for those who don't know it was All Star Sunday on Versus it was last week. The NHL All-Star Game, and then they had uh, a WEC, uh, which is Ultimate Fighting Championship. The UFC, uh, the MMA. I'm gonna, I don't know, I don't know what our audience is. So the mixed martial arts, the kung fu wrestling mix. Uh, they had a fight after that. We got to go live in between, and you know, we we tape the show typically on Tuesday mornings, um, and for for reasons that versus is based out of Philly, we're out here. They we need to tape it in the morning so they can upload it and process it, et cetera, but we did that show live, and it was, uh, it, it was crazy because, you know, you realize I could say F-bomb, you know, I, I could drop my pants, I could do something crazy, and it was just this intoxicating thing of, maybe I'll do it right here, maybe, no, I'm not going to do it right here, and <laughs> we, had, we had lawyers ready to cut the feed uh, in the studio, and, uh, but I think it, it, was, it was our highest rated episode ever, uh, people really seemed to enjoy it, and uh, it, was, it was fun, I mean, it was just... Uh, you know, it's a show that's great to do, but doing it live and knowing we were, uh, you know, on a, kind of a big event day was was uh, was really great. Versus has been uh, a lot of fun to work with because as sports channels go, they're they're a little younger and leaner than some of the existing ones, and they're they're willing to try different stuff and kind of have a sense of humor about it, and and uh, so it's a great place to be doing sports too. Let me ask you: Do you get to work with Tom? I mean, Tom's the, I think he's uh, the one of the big producers. He's been with the with originally Talk Soup and also The Soup. He gets to work with Tom. Tom McNamara is one of the greatest people on the planet, and he makes it a joy to uh, to go to work. And yeah, he's the guy. It's funny because he his laugh 
he's been on screen a few times. You know, fans of the Super have definitely seen him make his cameos. But he was the one who started laughing. Uh, and they realized they, that's when the Soup now has about 80 or 90 people, the tiny studio, standing room only crowds for it. Um, and, you know, it all kind of started with Tom. But he is a joy to work with. And he, he loves Sports Soup, too, because he's a, sports, he's a huge Buffalo Sabres fan. And what's great being on Versus, we're hooked up with the NHL. We got him some uh, rinkside seats for a game around Thanksgiving. So he laughs even harder now at our, at our stuff, which uh, it, it's nice, it's nice to pay it forward. Sure. Very, very cool. Very cool. Now, now before you before you um, tunnel on, on out of here, I know you probably know how to do promos. You know how to do promos. Would yes. you like to do a promo for our show? I would love to. All right. I'd be honored to do it. You'd be well. I'd be honored for you to do one. <laughs> you could say something along the lines of, "This is Matt Eisman." From Sports Soup or wherever show you want to promote yourself from. Right. And you are listening to Buzzworthy Radio. Or you okay. can improvise that in any way possible. All right. Well, here, well, are, you, are we rolling? We are. We're rolling. Hey, this is Matt Eisman from Sports Soup and Clean House. And when I want to get buzzed, I do it on Buzzworthy Radio. Nice. I'm getting buzzed right now. Uh, <laughs> I mean that that was perfect. That 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 fits so well. Uh, but tell us, tell tell all the listeners out there where they can find you. Uh, well, Sports Soup is on every Tuesday night on the Versus Network, and if you don't, uh, you probably have the channel. A lot of people are finding it, but go to versus dot com, um, and they can tell you what channel it is on your cable or satellite. Uh, every Wednesday night, we have new episodes of uh, uh, Clean House on the Style Network. And Clean House Comes Clean, the new episodes are going to be coming out. We're just filming them now. Uh, and they can check me out. i got my website, MattEisman.com. I'm on MySpace, uh, MySpace.com slash MattEisman, Facebook.com slash MattEisman, Twitter.com slash MattEisman, whatever digital medium you, you prefer, uh, I'm trying to be on there. But, uh, uh, yeah, people are fans of the show, let me know. I, I love hearing it. It's, uh, you know, it's nice to get the little ego strokes and uh, – I really appreciate you guys giving us a chance to uh, spread the word on Clean House and uh, Sports Soup. No problem. Thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure, guys. Have a great one. And watch out for uh, Polynesians wearing Ben Roethlisberger jerseys. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. You too. Take care, Bye. <laughs> All right. So, Novell, you know I always ask this question once our guest leaves. What are we on next? We are going to be on again tomorrow at 10 p.m. Really? Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific with comedy duo Frangella. Uh, you may recognize one of the team from playing the role of Roxy on Disney Channel's Hannah Montana. So they are going to be making their very first film debut. debut. My God, I can't even say the word debut. I'm so sick. <laughs> They're going to be making their first film debut in the movie He's Just Not Into You, which appears in theaters everywhere on Friday, February 6th. Now, I also want to take a few minutes, uh, a couple of minutes before we wrap up the show. I want to say that I am paying condolences right now. I just found out less than a half hour ago that one of my favorite actors from One Life to Live, formerly from One Life to Live, the original Clint Buchanan, Clint Ritchie, passed away. He was 70 years old. He died in his sleep 10 hours after they had put in a new pacemaker in his, in his system. 
So I want to say my condolences to all his family, and he was a great actor. I do miss him in the role of Clint Buchanan on the show. Jerry Verdorn is doing a very good job in the role, but Clint Ritchie will always be Clint Buchanan. So I just wanted to pay my condolences on that. But if that is it, we are wrapping up the show for today. I want to thank everybody who uh, made their appearance in the chat room. Stevens. Stevens is awesome. I see him everywhere. Eddie and Burl, I see him everywhere. Um, it's just absolutely fantastic. Um, Matt Eisman, great guy, great guest. We love having him, and definitely we'd love to have him back. And as always, my co-host, Matthew Preston, thank you so much for joining me on this show today, this afternoon. And we are going to be leaving you out right now with saying the usual, get the latest buzz with Buzz Radio Radio. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Take care.